0: Um, often it's my preference to uh, like not share my screen necessarily because then it's harder to like keep track of if people have questions, if there's something going on, um, if, uh, if there's something going on in the chat, um, I prefer to sort of have some attention to there, but we can try and um, we'll, we'll, we'll see if people feel like they're not able to like figure out even like where we are, then um, then we can switch over to that. The other thing I would recommend is I have opened my asaha um, Getin, and um, if you have one available to you, all the sources we're going to look at are on the handout, but like it's a Gemara and most of the sources we're going to look at today are on the page or they're cited on the page, and if this were like a full-fledged baby drash, you'd be pulling the or me off the shelf and... Pulling all of our other texts off the shelf as we go through, and instead I give them feel all, curated and nice on a on a handout. But there is something that's very fun about the Vilna Shas, not because like Moshe came down from Har with a Vilna Shas, obviously not. There weren't Jews in Vilna when Moshe came down from Har and they certainly weren't printing books. But um, but because it kind of opens up other things that could catch your eye or be exciting or catch your attention and. And that's why I like, I like learning out of to book tomorrows. Um, but I will say, and I'll, I'll point that when we get there, um, there's a very long post-word on the page. Um, the one that starts, the last post on the page is Mancha Tamashini. I really hope we get to it. But um, when we get to it, you're welcome to follow along in time, obviously. But um, I, I want us to only do a selection of it and it might find it easier to follow what we're doing in terms of the selection. Um, if you look inside the handout, only at that point. So, um, for for the things that are that are on the on the pages of on the shops, that 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 would just be my my one little recommendation there. Um, that's what I want to say by way of orientation. Um, the next thing I want to say by way of orientation is that, um, and what we're going to look tonight for those of you who like took a sneak peek at the handout, you'll see I literally put a proposal template. From the OU onto the handout. And we'll get to it. I think it's source five or something like that. Yeah, source five. But before we even get to there, I think there's just one piece of orienting like thinking that is really obvious. And once I say it, it's really obvious. But if you've never thought about it before, it's just worth kind of planting, which is that when we're talking about pose bowl so we're talking about. Shemitah Xaphim, which is, and we'll get to the, obviously the biblical verses about that, our source number one. But it's it's releasing loans during the Shemitah year, and um, there's actually a big debate about like when in the Shemitah year lo- lo- loans are released. Are they released at the end of the Shemitah year? Or are they released at the beginning of the Shemitah year? The the verses are unclear, as we'll see. But um, Shemitah Xaphim is the release of the release of loans, the release of monies. And it's the only part of Shemitah that is enacted outside of the land of Israel. So when we're sitting here at 8 p.m. Eastern, and certainly nobody in the land of Israel is joining us tonight, um, we, I can probably say with like a, a good amount of confidence that everyone here is um, in the Galut. And when we sit in the Galut, we sort of have to wonder, like, how do we connect to this idea of Shemitah, the Shemitah year, but it's not affecting my produce. Maybe I have to look out if, like, my local supermarket um, imports oranges or almonds from Israel. Then maybe then I have to be, you know, a little bit more careful when were they picked, or um, you know, what's what's the status of them? Are they ultra uh, in or they whatever? See, uh, I think we're on my zukiris class for all of those different options. But most of the time, shemitah feels like very distant when you're sitting in the building and. Have to remember that for a very long time the vast 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 majority of Jews were in the Galut and it would be a Shemitah year and what would their experience of Shemitah be? It would be Shemitah accepting. it would be this release of loans which is lived out everywhere that Jews are this is not an Eretz uh related or Eretz Israel specific obligation this is an everywhere obligation and nowadays if I want to take out a loan, my first loan that I'm going to take out is probably like a credit card, maybe, or I have a mortgage so that's going through a loan bank. Um, I'm probably not going to like first turn to my friends for a loan. Or, of course, there are people who would do that, or turn to their family for loans, but um, especially in a time of this where. Um, Christians, let's say, aren't charging interest and Jews are actually the primary money lenders and that's maybe the primary um, actually the primary occupation that Jews can even be in. So when you think, who can I borrow money from? You're going to say obviously I'm borrowing money from a Jew because what Christian would lend money to a Jew? Um, Then all of a sudden like Prozbo becomes really important because Prozbo is the question of how does that in, in, in a time when, well, if I, if I have to release the loan, then um, maybe I'm not going to lend to it at all. Prozbo is the answer to that. Or the choice to not do a prozbo and actually release the loan, which is obviously a good choice um, and a beautiful one should someone choose to make it, for sure. Um, okay, so we haven't even gotten to, I think I've like said a little bit too much because we haven't gotten really into any of it yet. But the main point I wanted to say was just that um, I think sometimes because we live it, in this like miraculous day where we have the land of Israel and we have, you know, people trying to figure out like, how am I supposed to live about this year when I can't grow food off the land? We put a lot, a lot of time and focus into the like land, the of but what we're going to see tonight and right now if you turn to source one and now you have to be either in the Tanakh or in the handout, um, we're in Devarim 15. Um, you'll see that that this release of loans is like it's not just like oh some secondary part of Shemitah and the real Shemitah is the land. The release of loans is essential to shmita. So here we go. We're Devarim 15:1. Every seventh year you'll you'll do shmita. Hashmita. Um, and this is the nature of the shmita. Shamot kobal mashayadu asher yashat Every creditor will remit the due that he claims from his fellow. So everyone who has lent out money remits that loan. I lent money to Evie, and now it is the I say, Evie, that money is yours. That is what it means. Okay. And and just notice also, like this word. Hashmita. This is the nature of Shemitah, Shamot. So what does Shememhet mean in the Torah? If you look it up in a let left or in like one of the classic Bible dictionaries, Shemot means to release or to let fall. So it's the same word when you say to release the land, but here Zedavar Hashmita. This is the, the essence of the Shemitah, is actually the release of loans, is the Shemitah itself. Um, okay. Don't, don't bill your, your fellow. They use here the translation I have is don't dumb your fellows, it's a little old fashioned, um, or kinsmen. Or um, the Shemitah that has been proclaimed is of God. So you can build a foreigner. If I um, if I lent money to a non-Jew, that's when I, I can keep that, I can go try and collect on that loan. Um, but my loan for the loan that I gave to Evie, I have to remit that loan um because she is my she's my brother, she's my she's my sister. Um and then the Torah kind of gives us this, this insight into, into what the point is. Um, so, Now, there won't be anyone who is poor amongst you because Hashem will bless us in this land that is our inheritance. But the only way that that's going to happen is that will only happen if we keep all of the mitzvah as described in Seteh Barim. Ki yasham lo kachat be'rachachah kasher di'verlah because God um, will bless us as he promised us. You will extend loans to lots of other people, but you won't require any loans yourself. Right? Loans signify poverty. Poverty, taking the loan. Nowadays, we don't think of it that way because Everyone has a loan. everyone everyone's house is like three quarters owned by the bank or whatever. It's the person who who has enough wealth to even get a loan, right? Because getting getting your getting a loan when you don't have any any proof that you'll be able to pay it back, that's impossible, right? So only wealthy people now get loans, in the Torah, that's not the way it's understood at all. Loans are for poor people in the Torah, not for rich people. Um and that's a that's a very important like paradigm shift when you're uh when you're reading classic Jewish texts about loans, which is what we are, Um, right? So other people are gonna need loans and you'll be able to make the loans to them because you're gonna be so wealthy because y'all have lived in the land and followed Hashem's commandments and Hashem's gonna give us many, many brachot. You'll dominate lots of other nations. We will not dominate you. But it could, it could happen. It could happen. It could happen that there'll be a needy person amongst you in the land that God gives you. What are you supposed to do? Don't harden your heart. Don't shut your hand. We're gonna have some like good hand imagery here. Don't shut your hand against your needy kinsman. Uh, you will surely open your hand to them and you will lend him sufficient for whatever he needs and for those of you familiar this is not what we're doing today but uh, or in this series at all but for those of you who are familiar with the Gemara's about tanaka um, these texts are super important that's like the that's like one of the most like where where that gets taken like in, in the inhibitakah is like really amazing um, and fascinating, but we're not going there. Uh, but anyways, just to say this is like one of those core texts about the Khut that are these two here. But here's the point. More, beware, lest you harbor the blue ya'a, yeah, the base just like terrible, degraded. But as follows, the seventh year, the year of remission is approaching. And you are mean to the needy neighbor and you don't give him because you say, Oh, Shmita's coming and I'm gonna, I'm, I can't give him alone, I'm not never gonna collect on it because does in a minute. So what's even the point? Why would I give him a loan? I'm not gonna help him. I'm not gonna help him because I'm not gonna get it back. So I'm not gonna give loans before this year. The Torah calls that and, and, and we're gonna dive in um, in a moment in the, the source three and two boat. we're gonna look at that. Um, we're gonna look at what that uh, uh, what that might signify in the eyes of the of the Um midrash. But clearly the Torah is saying, that's really bad. Don't think that. Be generous. Naton titan right? Give him readily. Oh, sorry, I skipped half a passage. Right? So if you don't give him, then the kara then the poor person will call out to God, and you will incur guilt because you did not give that person alone, even as the Shemitah year approached. And then the Torah exhorts, not Give to him readily the low year and if you don't have any regrets when you do it. Because when you give these generous loans that you may not collect back at the end of the day, God will reward you and God, through God's blessing, you can fly, you'll get it back through, through, through all of your successes. Um, and then the Torah says, So just like a, a little bit of like a, a recap here. Um, there will never cease to be needy ones in your land. And therefore you are commanded, open your hand to the poor and the needy can sit in your land. Very important. Open your hand, open your hand, keep those hands wide open. says the Torah over and over and over again. Um, Good. Ozzy says, it says there'll be no needy and then it says there will never cease to be needy. Good, so Rashi uh, and many, many other commentators ask that question, but that is source number two. I just brought you the Rashi because it's exactly as it was for Ozzy. It's really kind of glaring you in the face. How could the Torah within such a short period of time say there won't be any poor people and there will always be poor people the Rashi says there won't be any poor Jews if you follow all of commands in the land. And um, so, right, Bismancha so poem says Rashi first asks a question and then says, in the times when the Jews are doing the desire of God, yonim be'achirim, there will still be poor people, but they will be be'achirim, they will be. Um, the, the needy will exist, but they will be amongst others, the low behind, and not amongst you. But when you are not doing the will of the omnipresent, then the needy will be amongst you. That's just one option of many um, for for how to how to navigate it. But it's the classic one-drop irashi, and I don't, I don't want to spend a ton of time on these But you can't understand the problem that Prosbol poses without having seen the psuchim, because what Perzbollah does is it allows people to not remit their loans. So first of all, the word Shiza means remit. And second of all, Hashem literally says in the Torah, um, don't let it cross your mind not to make a loan because Shiza is coming. Remit your loans and Hashem will bless you. And then along comes Perlal and says, oh, um, people aren't making loans, so we're gonna invent which is literally anticipated by the Torah commanded again. So that's kind of the, right? So we have to see the psilakim, but I also don't want to spend forever on all those beautiful complexities and learning that could come out of it. Because again, I mentioned before, as we were going through like so much of the local comes out of this. You could spend a year just on these psilakim and all that the Gemara and Ahelcha do with them and all the interpretive possibilities, but we're going to keep going. But I do just want to drill into this language of gulia'al for a second, because again, I think it really raises the an ante on why Prisbull is like so weird and so problematic. So we have this Gemara and Ketubo, and we're just looking at like a tiny snippet of it. Tuwotamachet Amorales. Tami Rabichio Barab Mizifi, oh, we're in source three. Rabichio Barab Mizifi, and Rabbi Yoshua Ben Karcha Sei. Anyone who does not, uh, who averts his eyes from the obligation to give charity, it says, if he did a Vodazara, if he worships ideology. Ktiv in our verses it says, um, it says over here, by charity, beware that there not be a base thought in your heart. And it says over there by Dahat, by that idolatrous city that gets burned to the ground. Certain base fellows go out and then they turn the whole city into an idolatrous city, and then you go and you see it, and then you burn the whole thing down, right? You have this connection of this like, kind of thinking, and the, the two type of thinkings that are described in Dvarin are. The idolaters, who not only are they idolaters, they go and convert an entire city to idolatry. That's example number one of belia'a thinking. And then the second example is our example of this person who doesn't want to make a loan because she does coming. So it's this person who doesn't want to make a loan because she does coming, right? The governor calls him an idolater. And then along comes Hillel and says, going to enable that line of thinking through Prisbal. So just to say, like I'm just trying to paint you a picture of just like how incredibly strange and complicated Prisbal is. And and the Gemara is going in this direction, right? The Gemara assumes we all understand how strange Prisbal is. So I just need to like uh, bring you all on this on this little uh, little journey. Okay, now we're going to look at the Sif, right? And then we'll, we'll look at just how, how Puzbol works for a second after we look at the Sifre, but the Sifre is going to explain, um, kind of what the, um, what the like mechanism or option one of, of what the mechanism of Puzbol is. Um, and, and the Gemara is going to actually, actually not go exactly in this direction. The Gemara is to option two. And, and that, I think next week really, we'll be able to have like a, a fuller sense of what all of the, like, me- mechanical options are for Krizboll. Uh, but we'll see two of them tonight, and here's the first one. So Sifre is uh, Midrash HaLacha, so it's, the way it works is it it takes, like, a few words at a time of the Torah and, and then derives HaLacha from them, from, from maybe, like, something interesting it notices in the psukim or something like that. So, so here, here we go. Asher Lecha Et Akvita. Sifre explains. Right, and, and what you have with your brother, and not what belongs to your brother who's in your hands, meaning it's not just to go back to the me, Evie example. Shemitah um, is when Evie has my stuff and I don't have any of her stuff, right? That's what the Sifri here is pointing out. Taumer, so from here we can say, so if I lent Evie a million dollars, and in exchange she gave me diamond earrings, Shmita doesn't release the loan. Evie, I can still collect on my million dollars because there's something of Evie's in my possession. So this is loophole number one for Shmita Ksavim alhamashkon. If I gave a loan for which I have collateral, or for which I have a pledge—that's a different word—it all means collateral. Um, so again, that's the that's the diamond earrings in this case. Uh, Evie has a million dollars of mine. I have her diamond earrings as collateral. Shmida does not release the loan. I can still collect my million dollars from Evie, and once I do, I'll give her her earrings. Um, so that's that's um, that's loophole number one to Shmita. Okay. Um, loophole number two. Um, so when and what you have with your brother, your hand shall release. And not one who has handed over the the the, shtar, the bills, the receipts, the documents. Uh, recording the loan to the bank. So I gave Evie a loan of a million dollars. I don't have her diamonds anymore. Those never happened. This is example number two. I give Evie a loan of a million dollars, and I have a receipt signed by me, Evie, maybe some witnesses saying, "Rabbi Leia gave me on this day a million dollars. I promise to pay her back." Love, Evie, um, and uh, <laughs> and then. Uh, Shemitah's coming up, so I say, oh, I see a bait-in of Judith Noah and Rebecca, and I say, okay guys, here's your loan, <laughs> please take my paperwork for this loan, now all of a sudden, my, sh- the star of this loan, the bill of this loan is no longer in, in my hand, so when I have to release what's in my hand, there's nothing in my hand. I gave it to Judah Noorbata. They're reason. They have it now. I don't have anything to from my hand because the star that holds Eevee to the loan. Um, I don't have control over that star anymore. Okay. And so that that is according to according to the the Nikana This is the source, Hillel Hikin Pulvo, he may. This is the source for Hilal to have instituted so how does FRISBOL work? And we'll see this inside momentarily. We'll see it in the in chart seven. But if you wanted to know, uh, oh it's the year and I haven't written a FRISBOL yet, don't worry. The majority of the folks can think that you can write your football until the end of this year and that tree pack something happens at the end of the year. So if you're sitting here right now saying, uh-oh, I didn't write a football and Easy owes me a million dollars, well, you are in luck. Um, And here is what a principal text looks like. So this is literally from the OU's website. Um, And it it is required in Israel and outside of Israel. And here's what they say. This is this is the the form. This is the the document. In the presence of the undersigned three judges, duly constituted and beatin, there appeared before us, let's say me, um, there appeared before us Lea Sarna, who declared before us as follows. I hereby turn over to you, Judges Rebecca, Noah, Judith, in this place, Jean-Land, all of the debts owed to me, whether or not the debts are evidenced in writing, so that I may therefore collect these debts at any time that I desire. We, the underside Bethian, heard the declaration of the above described person and have empowered such person to avoid having her debts canceled by Shemitah, and she may therefore collect all of her debts by virtue of this principle, in accordance with the special enactment of Hill and Fezal. the witness whereof, we hereby affix our signatures on this um, uh, 13th day of Mar Cheshbon 5781, here in Zoom land, sign, 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 all of it. That would be approval. Cool. Uh, probably that would be interesting to find out whether you could do it over Zoom effectively, but I would recommend going to a weekend in person um, and probably. Well, men probably, but for another time. Um anyways, um okay, so just that's if you're wondering how does the drizzle work, I think the the document itself actually like pretty well leaves it out. And and keep that keep that in front of you when you turn to the Gemara in a second, because you'll see that it like more or less is just the translation of the Gemara, which is which is pretty cool. Okay, so. The Mishnah So now, we're, now we're now you can open up your your Masayekitin, um, as promised, as Gemara here and by thirty, we'll be in the Gemara. Um, so the Mishnah in in the fourth paragraph of Yipin. many of them introduce this language that to us is very familiar as olam for the betterment of the world. Many of the the um, enactments for the betterment of the world are there to to kind of protect women, which is very interesting. There's a good amount of like modern scholarly literature about, because um, because the phrase like or like like from Alinu, we're familiar with it. right? To, to perfect or to fix up the world into a, uh, or, or under the kingship of, of God. Um, so like that version of like perfecting the world and this version of like, Legal enactments that protect people, um, and typically protect, almost always protect the underdog. So, in getting that's typically the woman, um, but not not always. Um, here it's the here it's the poor person, right? What, what right? And and it's worth it to spell it out for a second, right? The point of this is not to protect the bank or the wealthy person. The point of it is to make sure that wealthy people keep giving loans because poor people need loans, right? So that's just to be clear about like, what is the tikkun happening here? The tikkun happening here is, um, is the is, is the continuation of their being loan, Right, so and Gabriel, that's your question. Why isn't the baby obligated to release the debts if they hold them? Um, so, I mean, that would be a possibility, but the point of will is for that not to happen. Because the point of quiz is for me to keep lending. And in the idea of Hillel and the understanding of Hillel, I'm not going to keep lending unless I can collect on my debts. So it happens that during Shita, I'm not allowed to collect on my debts, but I can like pass over the Shtarot to the Belitian and then they can collect on my debts for me. Or what's really happening is they own the starro and then I can collect on my debts, which is not a crazy read of the Sifrite, right? That's a good read of the Sif. Um, that, that, that I, I do a pushball. they, they're sitting on the, they're sitting on the documents that I collect below. Um, but Gabriel, does that make sense? Do you want to follow up on your question? Makes sense. Okay. Amazing. Um, okay. I really like this with people, um, putting questions in the chat. because it means I can like come back around when the time is right. But also if you have something burning and you want to, um, interrupt, I'll feel very empowered to say, wait a minute, if you, um, uh, <laughs> if, if, if um if that's what I need. Mean. So anyways, okay. So we have this, and there's lots and lots and lots to say and to learn about, like the history of the spruce lab Because what the all, all, where I was struggling with this is that like the mission's use of it is it's similar. It's like continuous with how we use it now, um. But it's it's not it's not the same, <laughs> um. And and I, 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 it's it's important when trying to understand what the mission means by by a word or by a phrase to like read it within the context of the mission, which like we're not really gonna do now because I wanna get to the Gemara principle. But um, but I would say that like there is this, like I think we can like tap into our modern understanding that's, um, that's been informed by lots of other like developments in terms of how this phrase is used over time. Um, and I'm happy that like send some sent some writing out about it. My uh, lady Cooper has a great article about it. There's an article in Tradition about it. Um, I'm clicking on the professor's name who wrote it. Anyways, whatever. If, if people are interested, my email is drisha.org and I can send you a whole a whole reading list about um, about this phrase. A lamb. But um, it's not it's not exactly our topic for tonight. Okay. So, but our Mishnah contains a line. One of its three examples of Tikkun Alam in the Mishnah, Hillel, Hitkin, Kruzbol, Mithne, Tikkun olam. Hillel instituted a bowl um, for the betterment of the world. Okay, so here's the Gemara, we're on Gitin 36a, um, we're about maybe like two-thirds of the way, it's at the beginning of the line, Hillel, Hikkin, Kruzbol. Um, okay, so it's not in Hatam, it teaches over there. Over there, in this case, means um, Shvi'it, the Mishnayot of Shvi'it. Uh, I was going to bring the, the Mishnayot of Shvi'it, but the Gemara is just going to straightforwardly quote all of the relevant ones, so I didn't. If you were reading the Gemara and you were like, what is Hatam? I don't know. So my Gemara has a little note that um, tells me, like, the 10th chapter of Shvi. Um Otherwise... Um, yeah, I mean, that's what's great about the Bahara. If you're, like, on Safari you could click and it would tell you, like, other things that have the same, like, the references or whatever, it would have it. Um, okay, anyway, so it's, not not it's taught over there in the um, Uh Oh, you might have noticed, by the way, that uh, the word is very interesting. I, I think we're actually going to talk more about the word next time because I had so much introductory material today. it was like too much. So in the introductory part next time we'll talk about the word. but you might have noticed that between the Mishnah and here we have changed our spelling of Prizbol. So sometimes Prizbol is spelled with a Zion and sometimes it's spelled with a Sameh. and that slipperiness should indicate to you that Prizbol is not a Hebrew word. Also, Prizbol it's not a Hebrew word. Um, so, um, so we'll talk a little bit more about what, um, what will might mean and where it might come from. Um, next okay, so it's not how them teach over there. So a, when you have a prosbol, it doesn't, um, then like the sheep year doesn't, doesn't release the death. This is one of the things that was um, established by Halal the elder. Why? Shara'a et Ha'am, he saw the people Shanin Me'um. They stopped lending one to the next. The Avru Mashakatuba Torah, and they were violating what was written in the Torah. Guard yourself in case you become this, right, this like idolatrous, like a mean-spirited person who doesn't want to make a loan. Well, like, they didn't guard themselves appropriately, and they became those people, and they were violating it, says Hillel. the Ahmad, and so Hillel gets up, the Hikin him and he invented a frizzball. That's the story. That's our origin story of frizzball. And it's so confusing, because when the Torah says, like, don't kill, and we saw lots of people killing, we wouldn't be like, okay, like, how do we make it allowed for so people to kill each other? Like that's usually like not the move, right? Um, so what's different about here that we actually like enable the people who are like doing something that the Gemara and calls idolatry. Sorry, right, I didn't even to go to killing. I could have stayed inside, right? Um, what do we do? And what do we do when we see, right? Exactly, like, like let's go to Irni Daha, right? What do we do when we see these two people and they have these thoughts and then we bring a whole bunch of people along with them. And all of a sudden everyone's doing idolatry? We don't say, like, oh, idolatry. Well, now it's allowed because I made it zero. We burn it to the ground, right? We burn it to the ground. That's what the Torah says to do when everyone starts following the people who have these real thoughts. And then all of a sudden, Hillel says, okay, like, let uh, we're going to make it okay. Um, so just to, like, I've said this, like, in so many different ways already in the last 36 minutes, but I'm going to keep saying it. Uh, right? Ahmad, yes. the fruitful. The Zehu Kufung Shell Prisple. And this is the, the essence of the principle. But really, this is the this is the text of the principle, right? Mus uh Musrani Lakam Phoni Day Mploni. Um and, sorry, one second. Right. This is uh, I transfer to you so and so, the judges for in such and such a place. Shakoho Shay Shali et Zelphoni that all the loans that are of mine, that are, um, right, sorry, all, all of the, like, debts owed to me by this person, said that I can, um, collect them anytime that I want. So, unlike, our prosbol, which doesn't specify who, like it doesn't, like Evie's name, for example, doesn't appear in our prosbolt. It's just me. I have some loans out. The is gonna hold on to my loans. In um in the Mishnah's version of prosbol, you are you are listing the name of the of the person who is in debt to me. Um, but then the Hadayanim hold me in the Mata. So the the judge is signed below or the witness. Okay, so now the Gumara is going to ask our question. This is like underlined six times. Is there such a thing that on a total level, the, the, the seventh year releases it, and Hillel can just come along and decree that it's not actually released, right? That's our question. Like, how is this even possible? This is crazy. Um, Okay, and then we have more or less like a, one, a one-line answer. Amar um, Abaye, Abaye, says, the shvi in the shvi of our times. Um, okay, here's the thing about shvi bisman Hazet. So the question is, what does bisman Hazet mean, right? Presumably, it at least means in the time of Abaye. But what's the big difference between the time of Abaye and the time of Hillel? What was still standing in the time of Hillel? Right. In the time of Hillel, you still have the Beta Magdash. Um, so that's a big problem. We're gonna read a little bit more, but then the you and we're gonna do together um, is gonna be about that question, which is like, what does it mean that Hillel invented Putal when the Beta Megdash still stands? And then the Gemara says, how is it possible that hell invented principle? And the answer that the Gemara gives, the answer that the against gives is, oh, it's it's Shvi in our time, which seems to mean Shvi um like Shvi Naravana, like Shvi, not on a total level of Shvi, but some some like secondary or like degraded version of Shvi in our time. Um, and, and so but we just have to finish by a statement. So Rabbi Um and it, it is Rebi right? So because he's gonna explain what Shri means. Rebihi, Ditanya says Nebraika. Rabbi Omer, Rabida Danasi says, Zed Hashmita Shvita right? So he quotes our verse, Zedvarha Hashmita Shemot. This is the matter of the releasing of the land well, or the, of the release sorry. This is the matter of the releasing release. So that's confusing. Why does it say the matter of the releasing release? Why is Shmita Shemut? Uh Shmitot Hakatu The verse is talking about two different kinds of Shemitah. Shemitah Karga. One is the Shemitah of the land. The Acha Shemitah suffering. And one is the Shemitah of Mani. Bizman, sorry. Bizman when the Shemitah of the Land stands safen. then you have the Shemitah of money as well. But in a time when you do not have the Shemitah of the land, then you don't have the Shemitah of money either. But the rabbis instituted that you should do Shemitah that the shmita of money should stand even when the shmita of the land isn't observed on its Torah level or isn't observed at all, maybe, because zicher right? So Rashi there says zicher Shvi, Torah shmita. That the whole idea of Shvi won't be forgotten. And by the way, like as I mentioned at the very beginning, that's not crazy. Like if, if you imagine that the vast, vast, vast majority of indigenous people living outside of the land of Israel. And then you say, oh, and there's no any kind of Shemitah because all Shemitah, even Shemitah stuff in, is relevant only when there's also Shemitah at Karkah. Then if the Jewish people living in Provence in the year 1100 or whatever are, are not going to have any Shemitah. And you're not going to remember the cycle and you're not going to remember that it exists and there's be no enactments of it. And that's really not great, right? So you want there to be some kind of Shemitah that exists, Oh, uh, we'll keep up in and we'll keep it everywhere. But then, so you have this that exists. So then continues Rebbe, Ra'a, uh, Rebbe, right, that Abaye is quoting, Ra'a Hillel, Shemimu, Ha'am, Mila, But then in that situation, Hillel saw that they stopped lending to each other. and Hillel gets up and says, no, we need to pray. But again, Hillel is when the temple is still standing. So we're left with this big question of like, what does it mean maybe we could get on board with when there's no temple when there's no one in the land of Israel that Shemitah in that time doesn't really exist, but we keep around Shemitah because we want to remember, right? It's Zichar le Shemitah. Um, right, okay, we can get on board with all of that. But the problem is, like, is that the reality of hello? Um, so that's that's where we're going now. So, um, if we will turn, please, to the Rashi that um, starts with the Shvi that's mom has that. So we're back on the above, and it's like kind of a long Rashi that starts like maybe like two lines after where we started in the like, Gemara, if you're following along there. And if you're in the source sheet, so I just brought you like a big chunk of Rashi. Sorry, you can see all my notes giving away. Um, but um, I just brought you like a big chunk of Rashi, but it's the uh, it's the second one down. All right, so the Shriva's mom is that, and Rashi asks her a question. The Hillel Karebi Um, So Hillel seems to hold like, Re- Hillel holds like Rebbe, which obviously Rebi is, long after Hillel, but okay, fine, right? So, so Hillel's reasoning is like what Rabbi said, the Amar Shvi is Ma'nazad who says that the that, that, um, releasing of a loan in the seventh year in our times is on a rabbinic level. But then Rashi says, the Athel the Hillel, the Ba'ichini that <laughs> even though Hillel was around in the times of he was helpful, Svirlaywal Bayay, Abaye seems to think, or yoga the bay changes that in the second humble time, the loheya yoga no higher lonahaguin e the o right there. Since yoga wasn't practiced in the second humble, then in the time when you don't have yoga practice, when you're not practicing yoga, then you're also not practicing Shmuta on a Torah level. Um, and we're gonna look at that or maybe we'll hopefully we'll get to that source number 11 which Rashi, if you're inside your Gamar, you're gonna see that Rashi here quotes Erhim. so I brought you the whole Erhim we're gonna see it in the context of the school school. but basically that Erhin is uh the way Rashi quotes it is like kind of misleading and confusing which is why I kind of like cut it out here. so we're just gonna get to the leader but he says that, Rashi understands that like, and mean that yoga was established in uh, only a Dharavan way. But we're gonna kind of move on from that. Um and then he quotes the uh, Matati the Talmide Rabigi Yathakalidi. Shekata Masaki Geten the Yerushalmi. So I see it quoted in Rabigi Yatha Khali, who saw a in Geten in the Yerushalmi. Um and this, by the way, like raises all kinds of questions of like, did Rashi have the Yerushalmi? We know that Tuz would often quote the Yerushalmi? But like here we see Rashi quoting someone else, quoting Yor like that's kind of weird and interesting. I'm not, I'm not like enough of a scholar to like know what everyone thinks about that question, but, but I think it, it is kind of an interesting point here. Um, so um, How do we know that, and we're going to see this in the Shalami in a minute, how do we know that the um, Shvita is only enacted, is only practiced when yoga is practiced? Shenamar the devar hashmita shemut is that exact same like redundancy that we saw inside the Gemara. this two shmita shemul, um, echad shmita yovel the echad shmita one for the shmita of yovel and one for the shmita of shmi. Um, and then um, and then he says, "Aval rei'zi b'torah kodian," but I saw in the midrash. Um, the Shvi, no, hey, does not say yoga, no hey, that actually Shemitah is practiced in the time of yoga, isn't practiced. And I says Rashi, I I see it as a machulget about whether Shemitah is practiced, when Yulval is practiced or not. So basically, Rashi says, like, this is a big problem, brings a few different attempts to answer it, which like we you know from Rashi on the Kornish Whenever you see a Rashi this long, you know that Rashi doesn't know the answer, right? That's the classic way to read Rashi on the flesh. It's like when Rashi knows the answer, he brings one answer. When Rashi doesn't know the answer, he goes on and on and maybe this, maybe that, maybe the other, right? It's the same thing Rashi and Amara, Um that when Rashi doesn't know the answer, he brings a bunch of answers and he's not satisfied with any of them. So it's, it's exactly the same thing um, happening here. Okay. So let's actually take now take a dive in source not number nine. Um, so we're in the, the Yerushalmi and Ketan. There's a parallel Yerushalmi and Shemit, and we brought you one of them because they kind of say the same thing. Um, and this one is is on our Mishnah. So here we go. We're in the middle of a discussion. I didn't bring you all of it, but just like two snippets. So Chazar Yusiyah, the Mars Chazar Yusiyah. From Zach and teaches the Divar Hashmita notes with that same redundancy that's like right for midrash, um the sha'asha shmitta nohagat the um he shamiks uh um hashmi safim nohig bain baarats bein the fitzla So when the shemitah of the land is practiced on the Torah level, the oraita commandment, then Shemitah Safim is also practiced whether in Israel or outside of Israel, on a Torah level on the beach. But when Shemitah is only practiced on a rabbinic level in Eretz Israel, then Hashmi Ksavim Noig, Ben Baaretz, Ben Bechutzla, So then Shemitah Ksavim is only practiced on a, on a rabbinic level, whether here or there. I, I think we should like sidebar for a second to say that the question of whether Shemitah like today in 2021 is um, Rabbinic or Torah, and we'll get to it kind of when we see like the airfield stuff, whatever, um, is super big, giant question because of a lot of these sources, meaning like the same sources that are gonna say, well, I guess we have them in Simeon. Oh, we, we saw it in the Rashi and we'll see it in Padme or Shemitah in a second, like those same sources that say, oh, Shemitah is only on a Torah level, what is you that a on a Torah level. So then, but first of all, like, we don't necessarily need to hold that way. Um, and second of all, like, well, OK, so when is Torah, when is, when is Yorval enacted on the Torah level? Uh-huh. Um, and was it in Bayat Shady? And if it was in Bayat Shady, then should it be now? And, and Shemitah being Zerubanan is one of like the big um, arguments behind, but before and against some of the different ways that people navigate um, buying produce in Israel literally today like literally as we well I guess not literally as of the overnight but like tomorrow but <laughs> literally tomorrow um and I think that um just so you know like this debate about like when what constitutes tour level Shemitah um that we're kind of seeing the raw materials of that debate but it's it's very very live and very very present now and there's other classes being offered by Shemitah in this um little like semester thing we have going on that um that really cuts that, but so you're seeing some of those sources. Um, okay, so then the next, the next little Kalman um, Yerushalmi gets in snippet. So another interpretation of the Zedvar Hashmita Shemut, Rebi Omer Shnei Shmitin Shmita the Yovel. So why does it say Shmita Shemut? Because there's two Shmitas, Shmita and Yovel. The Sha'asha Yovel noheh Hashmita nohagat mihi Torah. So when Yovel is practiced, Shemitah is practiced on a Torah level. Pasquo ha'yoblot, no hageth Shemitah midhidrayam, when there's no more Yovel then Shemitah is practiced on a level. Imadai pasquo ha'yoblot, when did Yovel end? This we have from, so he quotes from Vayikachache, Lechol Yovel applies to all of Israel's inhabitants, in times when they are sitting on it, when they are settled on it, and not in times when they are in, they have been sent out from, they've been exiled from it. they've been exiled from it when you have Jews living in the land of Israel but Benjaminites are in Judea and Judeans are in Benjaminite land, is that L'Kol Is that what it's is that is that what the Torah requires? No. The Torah says L'Kol And it's everyone where they're supposed to be in their like specific inherited land. So from when Reuven, God, and half of Menashe were expelled, that was the end of Yovel. Which means Yovel was very, very, very short-lived in the scheme of Jewish history. And if you follow this, that means that Shemitah, since that day, has only been banan. so that's like the most extreme possible version of esruta esruta derabanan erdol. Um. Okay. So then the question is. Um. Okay. So so then the question like we're still sitting with this question of like, how is it possible that Hillel, like created Probo while the temple still stood. So this would be an answer, right? The Inshalmi here is a very easy answer. Shmita has been Deraban since the um, Rubian god, Khati Manasha were exiled. They're never to be seen again. Shkoyach, now Shmita is Derabhan. Hillel can be, so that Abai's Bisman Hazat and Hillel's Bisman Hazat are the same. Temple stands, temple doesn't stand, doesn't matter. Um, and uh, and we can we can just move on. But I think we're gonna. We don't have very much time left. I do think if we can skip even more of this tool, scope, but I do want you to see a tiny bit of it at least. Um, right, so he quotes at the beginning of it. If you're maybe follow, do try and follow along in the handout. So the first, because I just divided it into paragraphs, which obviously in the Gumara, you're not gonna have paragraphs. So in the first paragraph um, that I have here, he just quotes. He quotes the Rashi, who says um more or less what the Yerushalmi says, which is Hashmata right? You didn't have, you didn't have Torah level Shmita and Vaichini. That's more or less what Rashi says and quotes the quotes the Yir-shami say it. Um the Kasha Lirabenu Tam, now I'm in the second uh, second paragraph, um uh, Rabinutam asks the question, right? The Bible should have just said what the Yershami said. Like, why doesn't the Ushami just says it so much better than the Babli does? And the Ushami solves all the problems. So why doesn't the Bible just bring the arguments of the Ushami and all the people that the Bible uh, that the Ushami had, like the Biyosi, Rebbe, like the Bible loves all those people. You know, just like bring those, bring bring those teachings, problem solved. So for being tells why doesn't it bring the Yershami? And Ravina Tom says, "Over oh, Ravina Tom, says the Sheni not just Shmita Yovel? Ravina the you had yoga. Okay, so how does he reason that? Um, he says the rules about housing in um, walled cities, but they are in were practiced in Ba'it Sheni, and that those laws are only practiced in a time when you have." The Yovel. He says that um, oh, I cut this out entirely, I think, but he has some other rules. Um, he has a um what is it? He has another one here. Oh, Shivcha oh, right. Shefcha karufa um is only practiced when you have Yovel, um argues Tom, And that was practiced in by Cheney So rat therefore it must be that um, therefore it must be the case that in Bayechini, they not only had Shemitah on the core level, but they had Yoda. And that's where we're in to read the word it. and he says, can so he says, okay, so when did Hillel establish football? He didn't establish it for his own generation. I'm just skipping a little bit here, but to the next underlying line. I um, but rather, he established it for once the be the was destroyed. And once the and was destroyed, they stopped practicing yoga and stopped having shika, uh on a total level problem. Um, so that's one option, according to Tan. And The next option, according to Rabinatang, we're going to make more sense of next time. But he says, another way to read the Gemara would be to say that the answer to this first question raised by the Gemara of how is it possible that hell made purple? Um is actually answered by Rava. And Rava says beats in care. And we're gonna we're gonna spend all of next time trying to piece together Rava's Beats care. So um we're gonna move on from that. And then he gets to this thing that happens at the end of Erchin that Rashi talked about, and um he and he uses that to argue that Yovel was practiced in the time of Bayeshagi. So let's just let's just look at um Let's just look at look at the Erchin Tamara really quickly. We're not gonna read through all of it; it's super long, but it's also like amazing. Um, so the, the word Erchin is sitting on, um, this like funny pasuk in Ezra that says there was no sukkah like this, or this ha- sukkahs hadn't been practiced in this way since the days of Joshua. So the Erchin's trying to make sense of that, um, that verse in Ezra, and it says, "Make be a Ezra will be a and We're in source number eleven compares the arrival of the Jewish people in Eretz Israel in the days of Ezra to the arrival of the Jewish people in the days of Yehoshua. So just as in the days of Joshua, when they arrived, they counted Shemitahs and Yehobahs and they sanctified walled cities, so too, in the days of Ezra, they counted Shmiudah and Yehudah, and they sanctified the walled cities. Then the Gemara goes on a very way, right? comes back to it, um, and says, um, um, and says, "Oh, Gabriel, to your question, who would ask your question, right? and he sends you the Nazir Lama Bet on the bet. So go listen there as an answer to your question." Um, Okay, so then it, right, but then the Mark says, wait, did they actually establish years and years in the times of Ezra? And it says exactly, wait, but Rubing uh, God and of Nasha weren't there, and that was the end of Nobel. Um and then it says, um, and then and then he also says like the um, um right, so yeah' uh, I'm just trying to skip a little bit right, so basically right how could they have counted the, exactly the question that we're sitting on how could they have counted yoga years if not someone from every tribe came back with Ezra and they were all like sitting on their appropriate land like how is it possible that they would have started practicing yoga? and then they say oh, Amar and then the the bottom of the page um, in that Erech, and Hamar Rabbi Yohanan um, says, um, No, the Jubilee year, um, wasn't in effect when the tribes of Rumaan God and half of Manasseh were exiled, but Yermiyahu brought back all the exiled tribes and Josiah ruled over them. As it's written in um, Yehezkel, for the seller shall not return to that which he has sold. However, it's complicated the way they learn that out a little bit from Yehezkel, But basically, um, but basically, they the argument is at the end of here that potentially at least, and this is how Tortsu reads it, that even though they were exiled. Yirmiyahu actually brought everyone back, which means that when they were exiled again in the days of Yirmiyahu, someone from every tribe was exiled. And then Ezra brought someone from every tribe back, which according to Tosw would lay the groundwork for Yovel to be observed in Second Temple times. And then he ends on like a very lame little note. He says, mm-hmm. Um, he says, you know, it's a great read of the Gemara and Erchen, but everyone knows, right? Uh, Zilkari Beira I means go ask the children and the yeshiva. And they would all tell you that in Ezra, they did not have someone from all 12 tribes. So even though it's like a very fun read of the Gemara and Erchen, it doesn't actually kind of like all come together in the end, even in the Tusu. But Tusu, so Rashi, so just to, to like tie it up a little bit here, and then we will say, while it's move until next week. Um, we have a problem, which is like Hillel creates proofable potentially in the time of the <laughs> Big Dash uh, when it seems like maybe Shemitah was observed on the Torah level. So, in order to say, so you could say, like Rashi says, no, Shemitah wasn't observed on the Torah level and by Shani. Or you could say, Tusso, which is Shemitah was observed on the Torah level and by Shani, and Hillel's Takana did not take effect until after the temple was destroyed. Uh, so that's more or less what we saw for tonight. We're going to see To did bring one other option, which is that, um, and this is like a very exciting one, that actually when Hillel, Hillel did invent it in Bayat Cheney, even though Shwita was the writer, even though there was Yovel, and he invented it on the power of Hefgar-based in Hefgar, which we will explore next time. So, um, and uh, everyone, oh, okay. Uh, I'm done. I'm gonna take a look at Ozzy's question now. I just saw it. Is forgiving a loan in the category of charity in the sense that if you forgive a loan, you can count it towards your charity obligation? Well, presumably because if the person needs it, because you just gave away money for free. So yes, okay. I'd say I' would say almost certainly yes. Okay, thank you so much. uh, Reban Sarna. Uh, And thank you, uh, everyone who joined us uh, today uh, here on Zoom and Facebook and Andresha Live. Uh, We will be live again tomorrow, Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern with the third class on in a series of prayer and the prayer book. The Siddur is a guide to uh, prayerful reflection with Rabbi Silber. In addition, you can always find out more information about class offerings um, and as well as the registration links on our website, www drisha.org classes, or you can watch uh, recordings of the classes or watch the classes live at uh, www.drisha.org slash live. Thank you again for this opportunity to learn with you, Ravaneet And again, thank you to everyone who attended. We really hope to see you soon at one of our upcoming classes here at Drisha.